Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. If you wrap foil around that, just like the little bit of the base part of the banana where the fruit is, wrap foil around that top and they will last longer. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Who needs your bananas to last longer, though? Look, I don't want to go to the store every other day for bananas. They're eight cents each. What the hell are you talking about? What is going on? You're going to wrap them in foil? They're better when they're just a little green. Yeah. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Too much work. Not that much trouble, Rich. Too much work. Says the guy that's got a spreadsheet with 3,000 fantasy teams. On WGR Sports Radio 550. The foil costs more than the fruit. I bought bananas today. I was I went shopping today. Every time I buy bananas, I think about that conversation. Because you put them on the scale. You put, you know... I. Bananas are kind of like back toward the back of the produce section where I shop. So today, for example, pretty this is pretty typical. Uh, I've got the list. Broccoli was on the list. I didn't write it. Uh, broccoli, apples, pears, blueberries. Margo, the dog, loves blueberries. Mm-hmm. So every time we go shopping now, the big box of blueberries. So spoiled. Um, iceberg lettuce. Kiwi was on the list today. No. And you go and you... Not all of them, but you know, you you put them in the bag and you weigh these things. And like kiwi, how many? Four. Four kiwi, which was like, I don't know, $3 or something like that. More than three. I think like three twenty nine, maybe. Um, and you weigh the broccoli, a few bucks. You weigh the bananas. There's like eight. A dollar thirty. Something like that. A dollar thirty. Not even the organic. Um, uh, just... Just buy some more. You could do it. I, I, yeah, I want them fresh for as long as can be. It's not it's not about cost as much as it's just I, I want them to be good. Yeah. Longer. I, I, I'm i not sure this qualifies as a rabbit hole. But Uh-oh. I'm just, you know, this happens all the time. You, you think of something, you say it, you're not 100% sure, you, you, you get to the commercial, you want to check. So this this uh, quote stat I mentioned to uh, Connor Rogers, like Allen and first round receivers, mm-hmm. it's correct that Kelvin Benjamin 
is the only receiver to Allen has played with in the NFL that was picked in the first round. Yes, Kincaid, you know, Leonard Fournette. I mean, they've been there have been other skill position players mm-hmm. uh, who were first round picks, but Benjamin is the only wide receiver to qualify. It's not. I, I said maybe in that conversation earlier, is it first round or is it even like first two days? It's not first two days. There have been several third-round picks uh, to play for the Bills in these recent years. Emmanuel Sanders is one. Uh, John Brown maybe is also one. I'm not sure, but Sanders definitely is. And there are a couple of others, uh, including Terrell Pryor, who... Played for the Bills in 2018, but Allen did not start the game. Nathan Peterman started the game, so he didn't play. Allen didn't play with Pryor, but I just I, sort of a, an interesting name to remember. Former quarterback who the Bills signed, and he started at wide receiver in a game for the Bills. You'll remember the game against the Bears. It's incredible how recent that is. It is. It, me, I know it, right? it is. Just wow. So I'm on. I'm on that box score because that's a fun, mm-hmm. not in a great way, game to sort of remember. Yeah, yeah. The Bills lost 41-9 to uh, with Peterman starting instead of an injured Josh Allen. First downs in the game, Bills 22, Bears 11. Mm. How do you have double the first downs and lose 41-9? to But that happened. Oh. And Pryor had two catches. His only two catches he ever had for the Bills were in this game. And similarly, somebody who... Was a part of this, but has been a part of this, but did not uh, like produce. There is a second round wide receiver pick who is on the team now. In fact, technically there are two. Andy Isabella was picked in the second round. All right, he got one target this year, incomplete. So he doesn't have a catch from Allen, but second round pick. Going back to the beginning of Allen's career, Zay Jones was a second round pick, and they were on the team together. And back to this year's team, he hasn't played yet, but the Bills signed him recently to their, whatever it's called, reserve future roster, K.J. Hamler from Penn State, who had been with Denver and had had different injuries, including something serious. He had something like not quite an injury, but something else that kept him. A health scare of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Heart maybe, something else. But the Bills signed him. He's interesting. Uh, But no no firsts other than Benjamin, which goes back to – the first year traded for well he was traded for in 17 traded for in 17 Allen was here that's and right it was a holdover and then they eventually figured out like that mid midway through whatever um the idea was big catch radius so they liked the idea of benjamin and andre holmes i think fit that profile kind of he wasn't as big as benjamin uh but still a bigger guy and they realized like what we need is guys that can separate more um and they sort of shifted their focus their midstream, and that's how you end up with John Brown and Cole Beasley. Uh, that offseason, eventually, you get your way to digs. <clears throat> but starting out, it was yeah, big guys that can out you know jump basically. Um, <clears throat> Allen's first touchdown pass is to Benjamin in the final minute of Allen's first start, late against the Chargers okay. at home after they were destroyed in the opener in Baltimore with Peterman starting. First touchdown pass in the league. Kelvin Benjamin, you can't take that away from him. It's no. also his last season. Right. He went back, he went to the Giants for a, a training camp, part of a training camp, maybe as a tight end, pretty recently. But 2018 with the Bills is the end of Benjamin's NFL career. Inactive uh, for the playoff game. 
Wait, actually, no, he <laughs> there was not a Bills playoff game that year. He was he was either released or traded to Kansas City. Yeah, he was not here at at the end. No, he went to in Kansas 18. City and yeah. he was inactive for their playoff games. Okay, gotcha. Uh in 20, 2018 season. He would have played in the playoff game in 17, I imagine. Um probably. Let me check that. I know You're listening made, to live coverage of made, recapping Kelvin Benjamin's he career. Made, <laughs> he did one for nine against Jacksonville. His the, maybe the biggest play he made is about, uh, outside of this Allen touchdown. He caught like the other longish pass in the crazy Colt snow game was uh, Peterman to him before Peterman got knocked out of the game, and then Joe Webb ended up playing, and he made the big play, play to Deontay Thompson. Sure. That helped them win the game. But there was a pass, like a maybe a 20 to 30-yard pass to Benjamin in that snow game. Touchdown. From, from Peterman. No, I don't think a touchdown. I think it was just down the right sideline for a first down, and maybe they scored something on the drive. I, I, but I don't think he scored a touchdown on the play. Or but did he, he did in the game. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he scored the first touchdown of that game. I am kind of like... So I said I used the word fried earlier. This doesn't help you listening at all, but so kind of fried by like the the hyper analysis of the loss and the season, and the, you know Sean McDermott guys calling in today to, to complain that the Bills didn't replace him with Belichick. Like I'm just kind of a little bit sort of needing a break. Um, and this what it turned. I wanted to just double check my work, so I'm doing this kind of <laughs> right. searching for, and I'm just it has put a smile on my face looking at some of these names talking about. Do you still have that box open? Is the touchdown a, a big play or is it a shorter play? Eight yards. Okay, then. So I'm thinking there's a there's a longer pass down the right sideline going toward the tunnel end zone that Benjamin makes a makes a catch on. He did have a tw- 21 yard catch. There it is. That's it then. Deontay Thompson one for 34 and zero that day. LaShawn McCoy, 32 for 156. My God, 32 carries. In the snow. Frank Gore, 36 for 130 for Indianapolis. Frank Gore was on Indianapolis mm-hmm. before he came here. Right, that's the year before he came here, I think, right? Yeah, got to be. Got to be. Yeah. What else do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Any, any questions? What how, else do you want well, to know? I, well, I, I don't need. To, I don't really need to ask unless you really want me to indulge you. Like how, how, that that game, the end of that game is a mess for the like the, oh Col- the, Col- the Colts. There's so good. There's what, a, maybe a missed extra point, and then then a go for two. Like, that's just that, so they they score. The Bills are winning seven six. Colts are driving under two minutes. Jacoby Brissett to Jack Doyle. Three-yard touchdown with 120 le- 116 left. They go for two. After each team calls a timeout, Ooh, the Colts <laughs> called a timeout, and then the Bills had to see how they lined up and call that other timeout. And guess what happened? The Colts scored anyway. What do you know? The, ti- the defensive timeout mm. backfired. But there was a penalty. So the two-point play does not count. Kamar Aiken, former Bill, yeah. offensive pass interference, probably a pick, yeah, for Doyle. So then they kick the extra point from the twenty-five in the blizzard and make it. Vinatieri. It's pretty good. Yeah, the Bills get the ball back one sixteen and are picked off. Right. Joe Webb intercepted on a pass for Charles Clay, and the Colts take over at the twenty-eight. Gore for three. Brissett spike forty-three yard field goal attempt. No good. 
So it's a tie game. You said seven six, and then said the Colts scored. So I got a little confused there for a sec. Just the way. But okay, th- sorry. They, they scored to make it seven six. It was seven nothing before right. all of that. Eventually, kicked the extra point. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Uh, wow. Yeah. And then they missed that field goal, and then it goes to overtime, and McCoy on the sec the Bills' second possession of overtime makes snow angels eventually. Yes, twenty one yard touchdown run. That's a fun game to look back on. I agree. That was fun. Sunday's game, not a fun game to look back on. No, not so much. So this, um, what's what's the point of all of this this coming up here? That the Bills don't have a elite, have not had an elite prospect from the draft at wide receiver during the duration of this successful, you know, mostly successful run. They have not. They have had Stephon Diggs, who's been one of the very best in the in the league, but. With Davis having his success, Brown and Beasley, and so on, it doesn't. This is not going to matter to everybody, but no, like real blue chip guy. And it's definitely been talked about. Uh, remember Brandon Bean after last year's loss, talking about. Um, well, this is a different point, but how like we haven't been bad enough to get a guy like Jamar Chase, right? And they weren't bad enough this year to draft that early again either. But maybe, like Connor Rogers said, I think many are saying this now, early looks at the draft, Senior Bowl coming up. We're starting to ramp up here as the season ends. Um, at 28, which I think you told me is their draft yes, position, exactly right. they might be able to do great at receiver. It sounds like it's that rich. I think there's, yeah, it looks like there's, you know, not like last year, like there, there were some really good guys, and then there were the guys that hit that were two, you know, day two, day three even, um, but the first round last year only had the the you know the, the four guys that went all in a row there right before the Bills picked. That was it. I'm not forgetting about somebody that was higher up. Right, nobody no. went until 2021, 20, 22, 23. Right. So um, you know, last year was maybe a tougher year to be in the market. This year, yeah, you you said it. I've read it. Um, there's as many as seven guys that are at this point depending on where you're looking projected to be first round picks and there's like there's a cluster at the top and then there's sort of a cluster from 20 down uh as well so maybe you've got to look at one of those guys you know brandon bean has not been shy about moving up maybe they've got a guy they really like they'll they'll go from 28 to 25 or something a little bit like they did last year to get kincaid um, I, I would bet on it. Y- yeah. So um, they should be able to. I-, I feel like finally, like the need, the way they sounded on Tuesday talking about it and the way the season ended and what the what their salary cap situation is. I mean, they're just not, you know, I feel like I'm being taunted by pro football focus with these Michael Pittman graphics. Like, mm, you like, are. Where's his, you know, wh- where's the best place for him or, you know, most logical landing spot? It's like the Colts, the Bills, and then I don't know who else. are like, what are you doing to me? Those <laughs> are not going to be able to go get one of the biggest whales in free agency at any position and add them to their team. I mean, I just that would be stunning. So it's going to have to be the draft. They tried the bargain route last year with Sherfield and Hardy 
and you know you got you got your result. The results were what the results are. You know, go figure. Trent Shurfield, not a real proven pass catcher in the league. Two balls hit him in the hands. Well, actually, one hit him in the bicep because he missed it so badly. Um, you know, it's just that's what you get. You know, there's no guarantee that a higher drafted, more talented guy is going to make one of those plays. And Diggs, by the way, misses one that's maybe the best thrown ball of the of the three. And can't come down with it, and he's your dude. So, um, but I, either way, they're just not going to be able to go shopping for a replacement for Davis, uh, or or a potential heir apparent to Diggs as the number one dog on this team. They're going to draft them and hope they get it right. Hope they don't get Quentin Johnston. Hope they get you know Zay Flowers or you know I don't know Jordan Addison, even although Flowers was the gem there. This year, I mean, he played. Yeah, yeah both. I, I like both guys. Well, it's interesting to think about what even is the ceiling. If the Bills' plan, 803-0550 to join us if you like, if the Bills' plan is to replace Davis with somebody from the first round of the draft, how well can they rightfully expect that to go? Like, what is the what is the honest, objective, sort of, likeliest outcome there for that guy is that 50 catches maybe something like that um you could look up those other guys i don't know if they came in above that um probably maybe one or two would have other rookies i mean like tank dell yeah later on and uh jaden reed in the second round for green bay also looked dynamite so it doesn't have to be the first round only but if the bills think you know we obviously we got to address this all the things you said can't spend big and free. We're not going to sign Mike Evans. So what about um, round one? What's good? It's almost like the Kincaid conversation right. again, you know, but you don't you don't have the, the limitations of that from last year because tight end is a different deal. You know, right. wide receiver, once in a while you get Chase's rookie season or Jefferson's right. and, you know, you can just I mean, celebrate for – Ever we, I you know, I'd love to dream of them nailing it to that extent, um, and obviously that's ideal. Is you get a guy that is just, oh my god, we got a rock star, and he's just unwrap him and he's ready to go. Great, I mean, I there there's a chance that that happens because it does happen, like you're saying, uh, and has happened in the league recently. But you know, it's more to me. I think I was earlier this week I was talking about Rice, Rasheed Rice on on Kansas City. Um, not again, not a day one pick, right? Second round, mm-hmm. but a guy that you know, well, oh, Kansas City's receivers, nobody can catch, nobody's dependable, there's no chemistry. And by you know, middle of the season, two thirds of the way through the season, it's like, okay, that there he is. And I don't know what his final numbers end up being on the year, but that so I don't know if it's 50 catches and however many touchdowns, but hopefully, you can sort of. I know it's going to sound muddle through with your receiving core. I'm not saying the team has to have be muddling through, uh, but muddle through with your receiving core. And if the guy's right and and you coach him up right, it, eventually you get to a point in the season before it's too late where like okay, I there there it is. Maybe a little like Shakir ended up being this year, even though it was his second year. Like Shakir was not much. I didn't give him much thought at all when this year began. We were even talking about whether he'd make it because of Sherfield and Hardy being brought in. And like, is he going to be outgunned? He's a fifth round pick. See the odd man out here. And 
you know, the season kind of started like that. Not that Shurfield and Hardy were smashing or anything, hardly at all, but Shakir just wasn't a part of it. And then eventually that changed. And now I feel like, you know, set it in stone. Like he's your slot receiver next year. I don't think there's any question about it. So much rides on digs. I I was, I, I forgot to bring this up earlier. I thought about it early today. We talked to Sal yesterday Season's over, no more roundtable, no Sal today. We we press on. Yesterday we talked to him, and I brought up, like, so are you available, Sal, are you available for, you know, calls, the discourse here to be about moving on from digs? Like, there'll be there'll be some faction of people who want that and and will tell you that it's doable. And it, it technically is. I mean, it's not going to be easy in terms of the cap penalty to trade him or release him, whatever whatever that option would be. But it's not impossible to do it. So, like, Sal, are you ready for that? Like, are, are, would you listen to that kind of a take? And he's like, I think you have to. And I respect that because I think maybe he put it just right that his numbers declined – so severely and really just never got never bounced back enough you, you kind of have to consider all your options and so um i think so too now maybe there is some crazy idea a trade or i guess that would be where he's not on the team but you're not looking like you're worse off but man that's hard I, to that's I, hard for me to foresee which is a part of the reason why when we talked about you and i talked about this earlier in the week Apart from sale, I'm like, I think I'm going to be a real tough sell. Like, the money is going to hurt you. And then you're, we're already talking about what we need them to do to complement or supplement. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Diggs and eventually replace Diggs in the future. If he's not here, and I, you know, I don't know what kind of what, what kind of way I'm getting a better receiver back in that scenario. I just don't think that's happening. And then, I, then where am I at receiver? Like I, I, I think, and and this, I do think it's interesting to talk about the the bet I would make if I were the Bills, because of all these things considered, is I just gotta, I just gotta hope it, I just gotta hope we can figure it out. No, right, and hope that another guy 
makes him more available. Like we hit on this guy and eventually like we get our money's worth out of paying him 27 million or whatever his cap number is. I know it's not his actual salary, but the cap number's up there. Um, I, I just, the need at the position, if they had the heir apparent, like if they had found their way to Zay Flowers, I know, I'm sorry. Like that, that was my dude last year in the draft at receiver. I love them. And so if they had found their way to him and he's on the team, then okay, like I'm going to lose Davis, fine. Uh, I'll draft a replacement for him or maybe Justin Shorter or whatever because I know I've got a guy that looks like he's he's up to this. I do not have that guy, and so I'm stuck. I mean, I just I think Diggs is almost immovable for those reasons more than any other. Like I, I recognize the decline. I'd be scared about, you know, going into another year with him as my number one, but I just don't have any alternatives left at this point. And so I, I, I don't see any way that they move him. Even if they found the appetite to want to swallow hard on the money and deal with the dead cap and all that stuff, man, I just don't think. I think he's only out if he, if he forces his way right. Out. If he does, if that, if that, that, that's why I think you got to be open even to the conversation because that could happen. Um, I'm not predicting it will, but it, it could happen. So much depends on him then. Yeah. Because you need him to not be in decline. You need him to be better than this year. <laughs> that's a lot to ask. Maybe it, it could happen. I think, I think there is some chance that, they get someone else that is is a problem. That's the key to it. Um, like you want Diggs to be that guy, but maybe he can't be that guy anymore. That can just beat you no matter what. And there's got to be some. If there's too much focus on him and not enough respect to the other people out there, the other receivers out there. Then no matter how good he is, he, you're going to be in for a struggle. You need someone else to make it work. And Kincaid, as as much as he had a fantastic rookie season, it d- didn't seem to really provide that. Zay Flowers, who we've mentioned a couple times this year for Baltimore, seventy-seven, eight fifty-eight, and five. Jordan Addison for Minnesota, seventy-nine, ten, and ten. Ten touchdowns for Addison. Uh, Kincaid was the Bills' version of that, picked shortly after both of those players in the first round in 2023, 73-673-2. So you had catches, you're in very much the same ballpark, uh, but far less when it came to yards and, of course, touchdowns. So you'd need to see Kincaid play more of a downfield role Mm -hmm. next year, uh, but what, what will that... What else will need to happen? 803-0550 to join us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, thanks for listening. This is WGR. If you take this young talent and you put him with a coach that has that offensive vision of this is the style of football that we're going to play, he's done this without Jim Harbaugh. He's done that without Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has excelled with Josh Johnson, Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Luck, J.J. McCarthy, you're asking me, can he get into that conversation of the top five in the league? Unequivocally, absolutely yes. Dan Orlovsky, Jim Harbaugh, Justin Herbert, Chargers. Just read this about an hour ago. Uh, I think maybe Denny Carter had it, that 
Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh's Niners teams were super run heavy. Oh yeah, and Kaepernick, Kaepernick running yeah. would have been yep. Yep, a yep. big part of that. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. It is kind of a relaxed little bit of a Friday vibe here. We're not into the round table. We're not constructing game plans or anything like that. Mm. We do have. I mean, it's championship weekend. We've been talking about the Bills mostly. You know, maybe for our sanity. Uh, not that <laughs> they're the easiest topic. But, you know, we're not talking about the Chiefs and the Ravens so much because it's, you know, a little bit depressing. It's a great matchup. And I was, when we talked about Baltimore during the Bills winning streak, I mean, I am a Baltimore fan, kind of. Like, I love what, what, they, what they are and what they've done and, and Jackson. But I would have liked the Bills fine in this matchup. It's kind of weird to me that I do feel that way. Mm-hmm. But they've been good against him. And not that many meetings. But, you know... If if the defense holds Baltimore to twenty points ish, yep. um Allen can get there. I would have felt good about it with Bernard back. I think without Bernard back in the middle of the field, because I I just like speed wise, I think you know they've done a good job of containing Jackson, but I think having athletes matters a lot uh, to that. And I think they would have been really, really damaged if if he wouldn't have played. I mean, I yeah, who knows if he if he would have uh, if he was close last week. Maybe you could could have been optimistic about it. Doesn't matter. Um, but I agree with you. Like I, I I don't I don't think I would have felt as uh, even though it was a road game uh, as intimidated as I was about the bill like the Bills beating the Chiefs. What was the like? That's the 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 thing you got to get past. Baltimore, sure, they're excellent. Maybe they're, we'll see. Maybe they're better than the Chiefs. Um, but I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been. I don't think I would have been as tense about the game. The Chiefs game symbolically meant. I mean, it obviously means you keep going and you get a chance to play in the AFC Championship and a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So like the stakes are enormous. But just for what we do and how everybody feels about the team. Losing to Kansas City again at home just feels so repetitive that it's, you know, it's frustrating and that gets a lot of, um, you know, you just get a lot of maybe crazy takes or um, a lot of debate. Not not that we mind that. It's just, you know, knowing they're not going to do anything significant with the coaching staff or or with McDermott specifically um, made me really want them to at least clear the Chiefs hurdle. Because, uh, you know, I just I, I don't I don't need to be sounding like I'm defending McDermott. I was ready to fire him in November, for God's sake. Um, so I, I get the frustration, but you get to and and at that point the season could have spiraled, and maybe it it, it actually ends up on the table because there's a real bad year when we had Super Bowl aspirations and maybe action is taken. Like it's easier to make the case anyway, but you win. You win out from there and lose to the Chiefs on a, you know, a missed field goal and whatever. It's just hard for me to see change happening at that spot at head coach. What I really agree with is like not so much thinking about what would have happened with McDermott, but the Bills beat Kansas City and lose to Baltimore. It is a very different thing than what happened. Baltimore could be 1991 Washington, mm-hmm. where... Was the show ever sounded older, by the way? <laughs> 1991 A.D. Washington. <laughs> um, where, like, the Bills were good, if not great, but, like, all those guys will tell you Washington was just incredible. 
like Ross is talking about, lots of people are talking about Baltimore, like that that is what, he, Ross says if Baltimore does it, they're, this is one of the greatest regular seasons ever. All their metrics, you know, MVP quarterback. The, the Bills, think about this too, I've mentioned this, but like to the to the question of what should have happened, you know, should should the Bills have beaten Kansas City? Uh, should they have been in this game? Should they win the Super Bowl this year? All these kinds of things. It's it's not easy for me to construct a Bill season where they would have finished ahead of the Ravens. Like they needed at least two more wins, two if not three, depending on the yeah. games. Baltimore won best rec- had best record in the NFL in a division where every team had a winning record. They blasted San Francisco in San Francisco. They blasted Detroit. They blasted Seattle. Like they had just an amazing blast. They beat Miami by a hundred. They just had a great year. The Bills were probably, you know, we're talking about all their limitations and their issues. They were probably not going to finish ahead of the Ravens right. this year. They could have, but I mean, the Baltimore even gave the last game away. They sat everybody for the, right. and they still ended up two games clear. Of the two seed Bills, so how? What kind of year was it? You beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Nobody really is talking about a coaching change after that accomplishment. And then you you end up going to Baltimore. Maybe you win, but if you don't, is that a failed season? Like you took a step forward in the playoffs and you ran up against a team that might have been just too good. This though, and it was so close. This is very different than that. They did mm-hmm. not take a step forward. They lost again. The fact that they were at home is big. To yes. They lost again to a team that they've failed to clear in the postseason two other times. And you look at it and go, like, well, is that at all progress? It was this year in any way progress? Individually, you can talk about certain players mm-hmm. where you would say yes. But how does it count as progress when you don't advance further and, you know, you had the advantage of home field, like Mahomes in the locker room, like they asked for this. <laughs> The bill, and that's right. Mm-hmm. That that was the big accomplishment was getting to play the Chiefs in their own stadium, and ultimately it didn't help them. Yeah, that was like the the thing that that, that is the thing that that was progress. I mean, they were there last year against the Bengals too in round two. So, but the, to get the Chiefs to have to come here having a better record than the Chiefs, like that's the best you can do, and that's not exactly a pelt you're hanging on the wall. You know, they had a better regular season than the Chiefs and a higher seed in the playoffs. Yay me, hang a banner. I mean, God, come on. It's, you're, I'm really struggling uh, to make that, make that sound like anything worth even saying. I mean, I'm almost sorry I just said it. I do love this game Sunday, and I, I, I'm anxious, you know, because I'm a fan of his to see what Jackson uh, will be. You know, I'm not eager as much as I'm anxious. Eager is all positive. Anxious is, like, worried. Uh-huh. Um if he is at his his usual level for this year, I don't think they can lose. I mean, I really don't. Even with Mahomes on the other side, mm-hmm. I really just think their defense is so good and the options they have, even with Andrews back, J- Jackson took off like he meant it last week. That's got to happen in this game sure. for them. Yeah. If, if, he, if he's that player, I think they're fine, but... He has games where he kind of looks like he's in a little bit of a fog, you know, like uh, just fumbles and random mistakes. And any number of those could do them in, like early especially. Mm-hmm. That If it's early against Mahomes, you could end up at that Tennessee game where well, – that's four years ago now, right? But 
in the divisional round after they were the one seed and they were dominant and he was the MVP again. Mm-hmm. But like a couple of mistakes early and Tennessee just hit these long shot kind of plays, third third and 14 to the end zone to a tight end and they were pulling, pulling it down, taking the lead. And then it's like, uh-oh. And I'd worry about them. You know, they're, they're not the kind of team that's maybe as good at chasing you uh, as the Chiefs would be. Like they're not. They're not. They're a great that, running that, team. That like has, they're not that, that team. Yeah, that has been a thing on Jackson all along. Is that you, 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 if you can get out in front of them, he. I, I don't know how much it's changed in the last, but I, I know like you know as of a couple of years ago anyway. Before he sort of got derailed by some injuries and like missed a lot of last year, there was a thing like he like coming back in games, maybe trailing at halftime. Even I don't know what the stat is, but there was a stat out there that was you know. Not complimentary to him and them coming back if you get out in front of them. I don't know what the margin was. I just I know that that was a thing out there. So yep. yeah, I definitely feel that with them. Kansas City actually, I don't know how many comeback wins he has, but one of them was against the Chiefs when it was a Sunday night game a couple of years ago, and the Chiefs kind of it's a game where he did the back the the front flip into the end zone and got hurt. Like he grabbed his hip after he did that in okay. that game, running to the right pylon. But in that game. They came back, and Kansas City was still going to win, but I think maybe CEH fumbled around midfield at the end. They should have had it, and Baltimore ended up winning the game. Otherwise, the Ravens have lost to them. You know That was a 36-35 final. They've lost to them three other times mm-hmm. since Jackson. Close games, two in Kansas City, one at- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think it was overtime, but um, losses. So, I don't know, like, go be great. You know this. Right. This is this is the chance. You this is it. Yeah. This is like Allen has had. You know, and it hasn't worked out. This is your chance to sort of what's there's the Super Bowl that remains, but to get Kansas City in the playoffs and go and win the AFC title, that's hard to do, but it's right there for them. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We're here for your calls too. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. This is WGR. Welcome back. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Let's take a call. We've got Ashton with us. Hello, Ashton. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, I know we're looking forward to the draft. I personally would love to get Keon Coleman. I just wanted to hear what your thoughts on that would be. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you. Do you, uh, Ashton, before you hang up, do you happen to know that one of the two of us in this room are very excited about Keon Coleman? I heard about that. He's the guy I want. I would love him. I think he'd be a great fit with Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay, it's not me. That's me, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know, like, I, I'm just, we just had, we had earlier today, Connor Rogers on our show, and we, uh, SNY covers the Jets uh, and NBC in New York, um, and he's a draft guy, and I asked him about Coleman. He, he ticked off. We, of course, started talking about receivers, and I'm already starting. Like, I, I, I watched him play <clears throat> and crushed on him, like, you know. The Twitter highlights and in games, just you know, big, fast, jumping out of the gym, one-handed Beckham catches. Like he's a highlight reel. 
Um, but con- we're going to have that for you in about uh, you know in the next hour here. Um, you'll hear Rogers again, so if you want to hear it, basically it's he's like a boomer bust prospect in this draft. There's not a lot of the the finer points of the game. Uh, separation, route running. He's not as fully formed as the other guys, but he also might figure all that stuff out and become, you know, just a monster. Um, so I don't know, like boomer. I'm not sure the Bills are in a boomer bust position. Um, so I I I, I re- reserve the right to back out of my Keon Coleman because I haven't again I haven't really done any work on him. I've merely been sitting on my couch watching games on Saturday afternoon going, man, that guy looks awesome. So, you know, we'll see. Um, some Somebody's probably going to draft him early, or maybe he'll be George Pickens. Like, I, I don't know. Like, George Pickens had all this talent, um, and he, you know, he did not go in the first round. There were, you know, attitude questions and, you know, kept, you know whatever, that kind of stuff. Round two, though, maybe? Yeah. I don't know if there's any of that with Coleman, too. Uh, I'm just saying he's – not as polished uh, as maybe some of the other guys. I just don't want to sit here for the next three months talking about these wide receivers like we did last year with Flowers and Smith and Jigba and the, Jordan Addison and these other guys and the year before with Jahan Dotson and Christian Watson and Pickens and the year before that with Elijah Moore and have it all be for naught. I don't know if I want I want to know now. If it's if 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 this is going to happen, so that we don't just sit here and waste our time <laughs> comparing the wide receivers to have the Bills draft Rousseau, like I, I want I want to know now if it's actually going to be if that could be time well spent because I'm in I'm not negative toward Coleman at all I'm just not the one who's got to sort of, Franklin would be this guy for me if I mm-hmm. I mean I maybe not to your extent I didn't watch a lot of him but he seems kind of perfect for me Troy Franklin from Oregon so I, this is it's fun. It's fun, but can it not be in vain? Can we actually get paid off this year? I think we. I think we will. I, I'm. I'm going to say it over and over. I'm just. I'm going to be stunned if they don't do something really significant. Now, again, that doesn't have to be you know day one, definitively. But still, like, I, I think it's more warranted than ever. And to me, they they primed that pump themselves, talking the way they talked this week. When you know after they lost about explosive plays and needing to help out digs so teams can't take them away as easily, I mean they have to do something. They've got something up their sleeve in free agency. They've got a, a way to unveil a pot of money that we do not see coming. It's going to have to be the draft. Thanks again for the call, Ashton. Eight oh three oh five fifty. You can be next. We'll do picks here, but there are only two games unless we dig up some college basketball or hockey. That's not really the format, though. Yeah, I'm not ready to do that. Two games, so we'll uh, not we we will not need to stretch out to the 20 minute 22 minute extent. I, I think we probably could, but just saying, call us if you like. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back after the update. This is WGR. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 